0: I've been puppy seeing this fucking dog, dude, and it's like taking over my entire life. So is 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 it like literally a puppy? Like it's like six months old. Uh, it's almost a year old. She's almost a year old. She is Madeline's boss's dog, and she is so cute and so sweet, and she is so fucking annoying. <laughs> what kind of dog is it? She is a like Australian Golden Doodle. Okay, so yeah, pretty high maintenance. find that you have to uh. Like, find a breeder somewhere and spend thousands of dollars on. Right, and, right. And go buy from out of state. And she's got, you know, papers and shit. Um, Nice. Provenance. Yeah. yeah, she's fancy. And like I said, she's very sweet and very cute, but she's just such a handful, dude. I mean, it's just exhausting. Chewy's Chewie's exhausted. I'm exhausted. <laughs> well, Chewy's always exhausted.
1: <laughs> He's I mean, an old man.
0: No, he, I mean, he's still, he's still got his stride, but this, this fucking puppy has worn us out, dude. I mean, I was almost at my wits end. Oh yeah. Two weeks is a lot. Well, so we get a week off and then we get her for another week then we get a week off and then we get her for like almost a month. So Jesus Christ. It's okay. It's paying for our wedding. So, (laughs) um, you know, I would sell my soul if I had to, but all I have to do is, uh, babysit this dog that is like slowly killing me. She's just, I mean, it's just like, she's a puppy and so like, I mean, she's good in her kennel at night, but she can't be out while we eat because she tries to jump up on the table and steal our shit. So I have to kennel her and then she like cries and screams that she's in the kennel while we're eating. Yep. She can't be out while Chewy's eating because she tries to take his food Yep. and he's pretty polite about it, but like she just won't learn not to. And it's like, I'm tired of getting up and moving her away and telling her no. So we put her in the kennel and then she cries and screams that she's in the kennel and she like tries to eat at his own pace, which is fine, but it's like not practical when there's a dog that has to be kenneled so that he can eat. And then, you know, like she has to be taken out on the leash cause she can fit under the fence so she can get out. She has to be supervised outside at all times. Um, she, if she gets too excited, she pees on the floor or on the couch. Or on our blankets, anywhere she can pee. Um, She's just like always, she has so much energy, dude. We took the dogs on this super long walk. And I thought it would calm her down and that she'd be content. And instead, when we got home, she was more wound up and fucking more energized. And I mean, she was literally just running across the entire couch and jumping on every piece of furniture in the house, like nonstop to where we had to kennel her, and then she was crying and screaming. It's like, fuck. It's just a lot, dude. I mean, it's just nonstop, you know? Just crazy, and then having to, you know, cook and clean and everything on top of that. It's yeah, just, yeah. It's a lot. It's a lot.
1: Sounds uh, largely untrained. Yeah, I mean, that's... And not socialized, and... Yeah, that's like a... Like, the sort of situation where maybe the person should not have gotten that dog. Uh,
0: well, so what's interesting is... Like when we take her on walks, I was afraid it was going to be a nightmare based on how she acts in the house, but she's, she walks really well and we took the dogs to a brewery and she was so well behaved. And so like, she's good out and she's good with other dogs. It's just like, she's, I don't know. I think she's just like freaked out
1: about being away from her house or something. Yeah. There's probably some of that. And like Australian shepherds are pretty high maintenance and need a lot of stimulation She's not an Australian Shepherd. She's a golden doodle. Golden doodle. Sorry. She's uh, an Australian golden doodle. Australian golden doodle. I see. Okay. Well, yeah. poodles are pretty high strung. Yeah. Can, and it can be like pretty anxious and, and crazy. Yeah. And yeah. Knows and she's. <laughs> yeah. Labs she's are all over the place. And, and yeah. so, yeah, that, that yeah. makes sense.
0: It's just a lot. And like, I don't dislike. The, I don't dislike her or anything. I mean, she's fine. It's just, it's just been a lot. That's all. You yeah. know? So um needless to say i haven't spent a lot of time on the internet lately it's <laughs> a lot of time <laughs> fucking trying to get this dog out of my face and trying to tune out it's screaming and trying to keep it fucking entertained right but right anyways
1: i did do something robbie Oh, hey, okay, um, do you think we should uh reintroduce the show or do you think that we we got enough already do you think that'll work what are you talking about? Should we re should we reintroduce the show? There was some technical. I just want you know. I want to cover our bases. It's been a minute. I have no idea what you're talking about. Okay. <laughs> <laughs>
0: The introduction was fine. I was gonna edit out around the technical difficulties like it never happened, Robbie. And then you brought it up and now it's addressed. Well, look, I
1: look, we <laughs> never fucking know if that's gonna work or not. There's been multiple times we're like, oh yeah, we'll edit around it, it'll be fine, and then we gotta look for it. It's like, oh, the whole file's corrupted. So I, you know, I just wanted to All right, let's do it. it. Let's but do it. But no, we're, fuck me. No, I just want the show to be good, and now I'm the bad guy. Okay, sure, fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's cool. That's cool. Now let's do it. That was a cold open. Hello and welcome to no, podcast No, no, the no, moments, no. no, the moment what's past, fuck okay. it. All right, you can have it your way. You, fuck. <laughs> Jesus.
0: Oh, my goodness.
1: Can I proceed? <sighs> podcast, to podcast is yeah, Hey, Robbie. Okay, so what were you saying, <laughs> robbie I infiltrated Truth Social. Yes, you did. Yes, you <laughs> did. I that was a podcast. Oh.
0: Gmail to do so. <laughs> oh, good. Well, I was going to put my <laughs> fucking email. Definitely.
1: There. Well, we were probably already on a watch list, so I guess that doesn't yeah. really matter.
0: No, but so I infiltrated. <laughs>
1: and in fairness, we are patriots. So, it yeah, so this
0: is this is our account. and I got to get you the login info so that yeah, you please can... do.
1: I, I didn't realize that this is a, like a podcast account, which I'm all, <laughs> all for 100 percent. We
0: got to start we got to start posting and being active on here. But I agree. Um,
1: I completely agree. I think
0: we could find an audience. <laughs> so our our account name is just Real Patriot, all caps. And then our handle is Real Patriot, all caps.
1: 69 69 69 yes which i'm amazed that just the real patriot part hasn't already been taken
0: i know that was like the most obvious fucking i know handle possible for incredible um or maybe that's because no one uses this fucking app (laughs) there's also that it's like five people this thing is a ghost town um but our our bio is i'm proud to be an american and white (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and so far I only I only follow two accounts. Uh I follow Roger Stone and Donald Trump. Good. And um the reason I set this up is because, you know, as you know, as the whole world knows, Donald Trump was indicted for a second time on 37 counts of felony charges uh relating to mishandling classified documents and violating the Espionage Act, which is fantastic, I think. Yes yes um and we'll get more into that but first truth social so i i signed up here because donald trump is known to go to have these total meltdowns on truth social and i'm tired of having to watch fucking like progressive youtube uh fucking i don't know what you'd call them pundits i guess independent yeah, pundits. pundits sure i'm tired of having to watch them to get to the fucking juicy details right i don't need their commentary i have my own show so uh
1: <laughs> so <laughs> i wanted
0: to see the shit firsthand and so yeah i joined truth social so i could watch the meltdown happen in real time and it has not disappointed at all but here's what here's what i noticed uh just a moment ago actually That I want to do a little math because this is fucking insane. So Donald Trump joined truth social February 11th, 2022. So a little over a year ago, a year and some change. And he has to date, um, 7.6
1: thousand truths, which are tweets. (laughs) So we're going to see what the, yes. We're going to see what the average is per day there. I imagine. It's about 41 per day. Nice.
0: <laughs> Hell yeah. This, this guy tweets 41 times a day, dude. Every
1: single fucking day. But twice an hour. <laughs> yeah. I mean, fuck, dude. Which is actually probably kind of accurate because he doesn't really sleep. So That's actually probably fairly accurate. Yeah,
0: but he also – the crazy thing you have to take into account is he like still does rallies
1: and shit nonstop. And he does at least sleep like four hours. Yeah. Well, some of these, like I wouldn't be surprised if some of them are like, you know, saved up and then somebody else posts them later and stuff like that, too. There's probably a little bit of that going on.
0: Well, so one thing I noticed is um, I took a drink of that water and my voice changed. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Is that the um, shit that turns the frogs gay? <laughs> it's fucking Trader Joe's sparkling lime water. It's gay yeah. as fuck. Yeah, it's pretty it's gay. gay. As fuck.
0: Uh, just in time for Pride Month, baby. Hell, fucking yeah!
1: I'm <laughs> second cocks in no time, my oh, friend. Yeah. Uh,
0: our sponsor this week was Intivia. Uh, happy Pride Month, everybody from Intivia. <laughs> Ask your doctor <laughs> if Intivia is right for you. Um,
1: uh, or is it Nativia? No, it's not Nativia. It really sounds it like Nativia. you're saying Activia when you mumble Activia. it. Activia.
0: Ask your doctor if Activia is right for you. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. You need to shit. We all got a shit.
1: We all got butts. We all got
0: a shit. To kind of springboard into a different topic for a moment. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, there's no, there's no uh, lengths that these uh, shameless corporations won't go to, to pander. Yeah. What, what do you think the most ridiculous company to adopt like the
1: pride logo would be? Well, I mean, like NASCAR definitely came out of left field when they started doing Mm. it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But then there are also the ridiculous things Like the Pride Whopper Two top buns and two bottom buns Yeah, <laughs> I forgot like, that was
0: real And oh it's back. My
1: God. <laughs> They're doing it again <laughs>
0: they're all in oh my god the fucking top and bottom (laughs) buns dude that's amazing i fucking (laughs) forgot
1: that was real and the best the the thing that i that makes it even fucking dumber is that like for a gay relationship to work one of you kind of needs to be a top and one of you kind of needs to be a bottom like you need both and you might both do and you might both do both but like generally you kind of have to have one and the other (laughs) I mean, yeah, you know, like a normal fucking burger. <laughs> like,
0: yeah. Oh my God. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Unbelievable. Two man. tops wouldn't work, huh? No. <laughs> Neither would two bottoms, dude. They're just bumping later, assholes. Like waiting for something to happen. That's not going to happen. That's funny as fuck. Um, I didn't even consider that. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I was just – I wonder like what else they – would they have like cum sauce for fries or something? I, mean, I don't know. <laughs> New bar- barbecue cum sauce. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, like
1: <laughs> it's smoky and uh, gummy. I don't know. Oh, like Jesus. Like Little hints of, hints of uh, applewood hickory smoke <laughs> and bleach. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Oh, no. Tastes a bit like smoky seawater. Oh, God. <laughs> Smoky seal. <water. laughs> Ew, barbecued fucking kelp, dude. <laughs> <laughs> that might be good. Who knows? We'll have to try that. Yeah,
0: okay, all right, all right. Anyways, um Yeah, I'm what trying to think. I mean I guess about? well, I guess I guess the most insane thing would be if like some fucking, you know, like Advil or something. Like some medication, <laughs> like a buterol. Surely that's the thing. Yeah. Or, or like
1: Vicodin or something like that. Oh, yeah. Pride Vicodin. That'd be good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know. Place. Syringes.
0: That'd be kind of weird. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, it'd be funny uh, to see like a, a Pride flag uh, biohazard symbol like at the hospital
1: (laughs) (laughs) i mean i've seen people make that but like yeah yeah i think anywhere outside of a a burlesque show or something yeah or or maybe like glad trash bags like rainbow colored colored colored? trash bags yeah Mm -hmm. that's good and they – what what should they smell like? Well, what if they did themed ones for like different subgroups? You could have like the Leather Daddy one. Oh, yeah. Uh, nice. Just like the Basic Pride would probably smell fun. Yeah, like Butch, friendly. Lesbian. Yes. Like the, Axe, butch, body yeah. <laughs> Axe Body Spray. Axe Body Spray and they have cargo shorts on the bottom. <laughs> yeah,
0: I like it. Yeah, dude. The, uh, it's like sleeveless. <laughs> yeah, it's just <laughs> sleeveless cut out of the side. <laughs> With little pockets on the outside. Yeah, I like it. Uh, Like, uh, yeah, it's funny.
1: Comes with the trucker (laughs) hat. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh. (laughs) What about one with just little cat ears on the top? Oh, that would be good. Yeah. That would be good. Or like,
0: um, yeah, why stop there? I mean, give it a tail, you know?
1: Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, if you're going to throw the ears on, you might as well go all the way. Yeah,
0: get like a uh, pup play
1: edition <laughs> <laughs> it smells like
0: mildew and vinegar oh god <laughs> it's salt and vinegar scented
1: <laughs> salt and vinegar <laughs> okay just yeah a, no i think i, just just like new, I think we're on something like here. the
0: just wafer come sauce dude
1: yeah, so the, like, what other alternative scents could we have for these bags? Oh to some salt and vinegar.
0: I mean, I just think <laughs> – Should we just run through I, I just want, a trash, I just just want like a Lay's partnership
1: with yes, Glass yes, at this point say, where there's like, like – Run through all of that. You can like lick the bag and it tastes like jalapeno or whatever. Yeah, you could do – yeah, like jalapeno,
0: the kettle chips, you know. Yeah, um, salt and pepper. Hickory, yeah, hickory barbecue. Um, Sour cream and onions <laughs> <laughs> Like a cool ranch I don't know <laughs> Doritos it, Doritos Scented trash bags That'd be cool Yeah pizza Oh yeah the Pizza That's a good one That's the Yeah Imagine Imagine a big trash can That just looks like a Pringles can And it's scented Like Pringles Hell yeah Yeah Um, Robbie have you uh, Are you gonna watch The Flamin' Hot Cheetos movie On Hulu what? There's a flaming hot cheetos movie. Yeah, they made a movie about Chester
1: Cheetah. No,
0: I wish. Is some fucking Hispanic man. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's about well, that. That tracks. <laughs> um, well, it's about uh, the invention. It's basically, um, it's basically Goodwill Hunting, but instead of solving super complex mathematical equations, uh, he puts hot powder on a chip. It's about this uh, gifted, like a- overlooked janitor at Frito-Lay who um, inspires Frito-Lay with the flavors of his Mexican uh, culture. Is this like to- a mockumentary
1: type thing? <laughs> uh, they're claiming it's Is this the- this
0: sincere? They're claiming it's the origin of Flamin' Hot Cheetos. Mm. However, I completely refuse to believe that. No, not a fucking chance in hell. I really don't think- some fucking executive just saw potential in a janitor, some like migrant janitor, no. and was just like, "Oh, I just really want to make a chip for him." <laughs> you know, like this man. No way. yeah, there's no fucking. No, man. there's not a chance in fucking hell. Yeah, Um, but hey, it's directed by Ava Longoria, so there we if go. You, if you thought it might be okay, now you know it won't be. <laughs> now you know it's gonna suck. Well, good for her. Anyways, um, yeah, Donald Trump was indicted. That's exciting. Um, Yeah, it's always he had a full fucking meltdown. Of course, of course, yes,
1: and hopefully we'll get a couple more.
0: I know. I just I really want to see like how uh,
1: deranged he can get. You know, yeah. One of my favorite how much desperation can really creep in, and I mean, you know, his legal team also abandoned him for like the sixth time so yeah his his lawyers defending him in this case quit yes (laughs) as they always do
0: yeah but i mean they quit like the day that it was announced he was going to be indicted (laughs) (laughs) um some of his lawyers have had to get lawyers uh um who was it uh john Meadows. no, Mark Meadows. Sorry, Mark Meadows like
1: flipped on Trump, I guess. and Unbelievable. Kind of... That's that's fucking incredible that Mark Meadows flipped. <laughs> that's fucking yeah, awesome because there's also a lot of implications for a, a lot of other conservative lawmakers with Mark Meadows flipping, yeah, and other yeah, people like Ginny Thomas. So that's cool. That's well, fun. you
0: know, you know, Trump will throw anyone under the bus.
1: Oh, absolutely, they can. So
0: yeah, they're all fucked, all these people that were in cahoots with him that he was going to pardon if anything ever came out or whatever because he assumed he'd still be president. They're all fucked. He'll just give him up. Yeah, immediately. Whatever. Whatever funny, it takes. But what's funny is that he's the guy they want, so they won't give a shit. But he'll give him up anyways, and then yes. they can just also get those people. <laughs> so hey, he hey, another promise fulfilled. He's draining the swamp. I love it. <laughs>
1: That's true. That's true.
0: It's finally really after win. You're gonna get tired of
1: winning, okay, folks.
0: <laughs> Oh my god, it's fucking incredible, dude. Um, another fun little thing that happened relating to this is that, um, apparently, in October, he had Mar-a-Lago staff uh, drain the pool, and they drained it mm-hmm. into the fucking security room where all the yep. servers are and all the security uh, yes. computers. Um, and it didn't end up destroying like the security servers that yeah, uh, yeah. were in there.
1: So. And it's, yeah, it didn't work. And it's not even the first time that he's tried to do that. Oh my god. In general, but also at Mar-a-Lago. There's <laughs> also a case in the like 80s or 90s, I think, where there was some big lawsuit happening and conveniently a pipe burst in the mm-hmm. room of course, uh, yeah. where all these documents were. And they got destroyed. Yeah. And the lawsuit got thrown out. So it's kind of his M.O. <laughs> yeah, when he's not flushing documents down the toilet and clogging The fucking West. Well, yeah, well, yeah, that game has been given up, so he can't do that anymore. They'd be on to him. (laughs) This guy is a fucking idiot, dude. He's maybe
0: the worst (laughs) criminal
1: in history. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, the the advantage he had for a long time was that he was rich and he was just a regular celebrity. So, like, you know, the the broader public didn't really give a shit. Right. But as it turns out, when you become the fucking president of the United States, a lot more people are paying attention. A little more scrutiny there in
0: that position. <laughs> Ever so slightly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's great. Um, um, also, oh, I don't know if you saw this. I just saw this today. But um, there was a big Nazi rally um, in Florida uh, yes, to show yes, support yes. for Ron DeSantis. They had Ron DeSantis banners everywhere. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, as of this recording, he hasn't denounced them.
1: <laughs> well, of course not. That's a valuable voter base, Lee yeah. Michael. And he's gonna need it because his poll numbers are not good. Yeah. Yeah. Poor Meatball Ron.
0: Well, uh, so he hasn't he hasn't um This is interesting. Is he trying to kind of skirt the line a little bit. No, he hasn't said anything But uh, since then uh, Kevin Stitt has come out And publicly endorsed Ron DeSantis <laughs> Not well, great yeah. timing Kevin um, <laughs> You might, I mean
1: Is it a dog whistle Like when you're basically just screaming it I mean, come on No, I don't think you could call it a dog whistle <laughs> When the Nazis are holding banners in support of you <laughs> Um, Yeah <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god. Dog whistling is the old Republican Party that doesn't right. exist anymore. <laughs> this, they're just barking. Yes. They're just the yes. dogs barking at the whistle. Yeah, they're yes. just they're just saying the thing now. Yeah. There's no more quiet part. No. To say out no. loud. It's just all No, funny. they've exhausted that. I think I think in fairness they have uh they've exhausted every possible dog whistle.
0: Well, you know, they love to say, you know, the silent majority won't be silent anymore. They're yes. tired of being silent. So now, yeah, they're just screaming their bigotry into the fucking ether, dude. Indeed. All into seven of Into the universe.
1: Them. They're they're manifesting their hatred. <laughs> they're manifesting. <laughs> yes, they are, Levi. Michael. Yes, they, yes, queen. Yes, fucking, fucking queen. Hashtag big Taurus energy. J- big fucking big L- Libra. Taurus. Big fucking Libra-ass energy. They, they're fucking Jupiter's in the perfect spot. They're ready to go. Mm. You know what you never hear people say?
0: You never hear people uh like wonder what David Duke's um like sign was. <laughs> I think I think they're worried about
1: some other stuff. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you never hear people talk about like, you know, if Mussolini was a Capricorn or not. Oh, I'm
1: sure. 100% sure that happens. <laughs> totally. We, should, we, we can,
0: should start a website we that's just dedicating – it's just dedicating um, – it's just all about horoscopes for like the most horrible people in history. Okay, and then, so and then uh, using Mussolini, the bullshit, Mussolini was
1: born on July 29th. So what's your star sign? Because it will be the same because he was like right by your birthday.
0: I can't remember if
1: I'm Leo or Cancer. Your cancer on fucking society. I'm telling you that. Well, so is Mussolini. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, Mussolini was only five foot seven. He was a tiny, tiny little man. Well, yeah, that explains a lot. Okay, let's see here. We can figure this out. Oh, good! It's a Cosmo article. It's here to save the day. He is a Leo. Ooh. That's what we should definitely though we should start a service where we just uh look into the horoscope of various dictators or just like a face like a Facebook
0: page where we just post like you know like Hitler's birth chart or something absolutely and then and then be like ah uh, yeah just like you <laughs> but it's, it's all bullshit anyways like uh i'm so tired of i don't want to get on a whole thing never mind I don't want to talk about this today. To fucking, You're uh,
1: I'm already. I'm in a good mood. I yeah, know. I don't want to go down this rabbit hole of this fucking astrological sign bullshit. Yeah, astrology hose. I. Yeah. That's one of. The, I'm you know considering get, dating again, and that's one of the things. So I'm like, oh fuck, I don't. That's a red flag for you. Shit. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh, is it yeah. a deal breaker or just like a red oh, flag? Oh, it's a fucking deal breaker. <laughs> It's a big fucking deal breaker I don't care how fucking hot you are How fucking huge your tits are How big your dick is I do not care I would prefer you to be dead If you believe in astrology Jesus Christ, dude Um, Yeah, that'll be my genocide If I'm ever a dictator You know who I'm going after first The astrology host And exclusively It's It's the astrology host Jesus
0: Anyways Moving along Um Oh, God. What else was happening? There's other things happening right now. I don't know. Reddit is shitting the bed right now. That's right. Yes. Uh, Reddit. um, Yeah. Uh, So, Reddit decided to uh, basically kill all the third-party apps, um, forcing people to use the notoriously shitty Reddit app to browse Reddit. and. uh, I use Boost. I know a lot of people use. Many people use many things. Okay, um, Re- the actual Reddit app is maybe one of the worst social media. No, it is the worst social media app like in existence. If you want to say that Reddit is social media, um, it's just you know fucking horrible. It's just horrible. And so yeah, nobody uses it. Um, but they're going to. Make it to where you can't use any third-party apps. And so on, I think, June 17th, um, they're going uh, – a lot of subreddits, like at least 90% of the ones that I follow, uh, are going dark in protest. And so effectively shutting down Reddit until further notice just by not allowing anyone to be
1: active on Reddit, which is kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So here's the thing. I mean that's obviously a, a shitty – move on the part of Reddit and it doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Cause like even outside of how people feel about Reddit's like native app, a lot of people have also pointed out that like the Reddit app doesn't have a ton of accessibility options. And a lot Mm -hmm. of like the third party ones are better for like people with disabilities and like that kind of thing as well. So it's like a pretty shitty move. Uh, I think I'm maybe the only person in the world that just uses the Reddit app (laughs) because (laughs) all I do is scroll and I don't really post and I rarely comment. So just scrolling through the feed Totally fine. (laughs) Totally fine for me, for my purposes. But it's a pretty fucking shitty move. Yeah, I mean... I don't know, kind of surprising, I guess, insofar as, as far as, like, this sort of tech, social media companies go, Reddit as an organization has always seemed, like, fairly hands-off on the whole, on the platform. So it's kind of, it's also just kind of a, a weird move given how they've... Done business previously.
0: Yeah, I mean it's weird because if you think about it as a social media app, I mean no other social media platform has third party apps. You know, like you're using the Facebook app or Instagram or Snapchat or yeah, whatever. <laughs> um, Hinge, Bumble, you know, dating apps. <laughs> you're using those apps. Yeah. Um, so it it makes sense. Like, it's weird to think of Reddit as having all these different apps for it. But at the same time, it's not necessarily like those other platforms. So I can see how it would lend itself more to like, um, a whole range of developers creating their own software to access the website. Cause it's, it's not really an app in itself. It's a website first and foremost. So I guess it makes sense, but I don't know. It's just weird. Um, because you know they're not going to fucking fix the app. Like, they're not doing anything no. to make you want to use the app over anything else. They're just taking away your ability to substitute it. So, yeah, pretty shitty. Hashtag fascist, Marxist, communist.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, Gotta love yeah. it. Yeah. Tech whatever. companies doing what tech companies do. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder if uh, the conservative
0: subreddit's going to shut down. Um I'm trying to see here.
1: Yeah, that's actually a good question. I'm it, and so, sometimes I'm surprised that it hasn't already like been quarantined <laughs> at least. Yeah. Because you know like the Donald got shut down and a lot of that shit. Oh, sure, sure, sure. Yeah, whatever. Um god, what a cesspool. Apparently
0: Donald Donald Trump did come out and say that uh he will run for president again even if he's convicted. Oh well, yeah, of course. <laughs> the man could be in a prison cell. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? Like you would think that just being impeached
1: twice would bar you from being able to run again. I know. Well, I you know, it's one of those things. I mean like there's no law that says you can't run for president from prison. Yeah. Probably because nobody ever thought that would be possible. <laughs> right. I don't think anybody ever thought we would be in this position. I mean, I kind of hope
0: <laughs> this is my ideal scenario. Uh Donald Trump goes to prison, he runs for president from prison. Uh I could just see him now. He's like he, he's like strapped up to a gurney like Hannibal Lecter style and they like
1: <laughs> cart him up to the stage and he's shackled and they like you know? Yeah, they have like the little uh, like trail path thing that the shackles can like move. You know, like, yeah, in.
0: or dude, or it's like uh, fucking Magneto style where they just like <laughs> drop like a little portable jail cell on the stage and he's like in that. <laughs> just like a lower, <laughs> and <laughs> he campaigns and he wins, and then he just runs a country from jail. Well, he pardoned like, himself. All his uh, true, but I I know. I mean. This is my ideal scenario, yes, right? Yes, this is my yes. fantasy. And like every <laughs> every public appearance from Donald Trump is literally someone just wheeling a TV over on a cart. And he's just on the TV in this jumpsuit in front of his bars, you know, talking about <laughs> foreign policy and shit. He gets his briefings like in the same thing like his Hannibal Lecter, dude, in the little tray. They like slide his briefings in every day with his fucking pudding. And his jello and shit. And uh and then yeah, you know, State of the Union, well, just
1: in front of the big brick wall, you know. Yeah. At the federal penitentiary. Do uh do press meetings uh at the commissary? Yeah, or you know, outside on the on the basketball courts. Would he make the various other uh prisoners members of his staff? Yeah, I
0: think he would I think he would. I think the cabinet would all be inmates, uh, you know. Yeah, um, I like that. Specifically, like um, people that he would refer to as political prisoners, aka you know people that tried to overthrow the government on January sixth. Yes, 6th. yes. Um, you know, I think um, the um, QAnon Shaman. I think he'd make a great um, Secretary of Defense.
1: Yeah, I think he'd be good. Who's the guy that stole uh, Nancy Pelosi's laptop? I think he'd be a good Chief of Staff. Oh, absolutely, yeah. Um, you
0: know, find someone in there, like, uh, someone that's in there for embezzlement, you know, put them
1: in charge of the treasury. Yeah. Whatever. Absolutely. Yeah.
0: No worries. Somebody in
1: there for carjackings. They can be, uh, DOT.
0: Yeah. dot.
1: Yeah, it'd be great. I would love to see this TV show. <laughs> basically, basically,
0: uh, Jeffrey Tambor, when he was in jail in Arrested Development, but, but, he's, the president of the but he's States. the president of the United States and he hasn't pardoned himself because he didn't know that he could. So he's just running the whole country from jail. All his cabinet members are in jail because they're all his fucking crooked cronies that were arrested with him on some big Rico charge. I mean, this would be amazing television too. <laughs> it's really too bad that he got canceled for being a sex person. Cause this that would sounds pretty amazing. fucking incredible. Dude, get God, Melissa God. McCarthy in there. She could be like, she could basically
1: like reprise her role as Sean Spicer, but a female. I mean, version. I'd be, yeah, I'd be into that. I mean, you could even like just have her in the Sean Spicer getup and like just not acknowledge it. <laughs> She's just Sean Spicer.
0: <laughs> uh it's the only person who's not a fictitious character. There's actually <laughs> yeah, somebody it's actually Sean playing Spicer. real life Sean
1: Spicer. Oh, shit. That would be so good. Somehow the only one that isn't in jail. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The fucking – well, yeah, the press secretary. Because he's, yeah, because he's like just a weird nerd. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, that would be so good. <laughs> the press secretary is the only one not in jail, dude. <laughs>
0: The vice president is just whoever his fucking bunkmate is. <laughs> just some
1: guy. It changes every couple months because they get stabbed to death or whatever. Oh my god. <laughs> dude, the vice president gets shanked.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and then the speaker like moves up. Oh, unbelievable. The speaker of the house is just like the warden. <laughs> Love it. This is your favorite president in the history of America coming to you live from the laundry room. Just finished my shift. Folding towels and blankets. That'd be so good. We
1: make the finest license plates, okay? (laughs) (laughs) They make all these MAGA plates, dude. That'd be so good. Oh, I love this. Side hustle is forging fake license plates in the fucking... I really so, want to see this show so bad. I know. Uh, move over. Uh, what is
0: it? Succession. Is that the one everyone's obsessed with?
1: Yeah. Well, it just ended, so there's a vacancy. Or is yellow jackets. It, there's a there's a power vacuum now yeah, <laughs> in the is. world of prestige television. Yeah. Well, too bad about that writer strike, huh? Oh, um, I know.
0: Hey, we oh, ain't unionized, bud. <laughs> yeah, that's right. We are writing ourselves. We're not. We're not unionized. Um yeah, I love I love this premise. This is maybe my favorite uh
1: stupid thing that we've made up. Well yeah, this one actually has potential. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're right. <laughs> yeah. We could try and get um oh what's his name? Death of Stalin, Veep, uh Armando, whatever his name is, we can get him to produce. Yeah, absolutely. Actually, now might be the
0: perfect time to sneak in there with a little little script or something, you know? Yeah, a pitch. I don't know
1: if we, yeah, given that we're uh, industry outsiders, I don't even think we could be considered uh, scabs. So yeah, yeah, exactly. Or we're, this is guilt-free. Yeah, so we wouldn't we wouldn't have a bad reputation right off the bat. Exactly. Yeah, I like it. If anything, it's a great American success story. Yeah, it's a tale as old as
0: time. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, the
1: workforce is striking. Uh, just get someone else. <laughs> just Get someone else to do it, dude. Have you uh heard of uh Fordlandia? Is this a Fred Armisen show? <laughs> no. Okay. This is so uh, back it way back in the day. This is pre Second World War. This is in the twenties or thirties. Uh, Henry Ford wanted to own the entirety of his production for everything that they needed for cars from top to bottom. Mm. Uh, and he wanted in particular to get into the rubber game for tires. Of course. Uh, and it's you know, yes, kind of difficult to to get kind of expensive at the time. So he built, he had this like whole plan where they were going to build like, you know, a fucking good old Midwestern town in the fucking middle of the Amazon and they were going to mm. hire a bunch of like local people and like you know tame the indigenous people or whatever. And they were going to live in this town and, uh, yeah, get the rubber. That was going to be their job. And they started to fucking do it. They built a whole ass town that you can still visit. It's still kind of there. There are still people who live there. It has a different name now, uh, but they uh, didn't. They like built the houses the way that you would build a house in Detroit. So like the houses were like built to keep heat in Oh, yeah. the middle of the desert or the middle of the fucking rainforest. <laughs> and they didn't really think about like how they were going to actually, you know, transport the rubber out because you have to like go up a river and mm-hmm. half the year it's raining so hard that the current is really strong. So it's difficult to get there. And then the other half of the year it's too low. So the barges oh, nice. can't get there. Nice fantastic stuff there's a book about it I really that's want to great get.
0: i mean that's basically what elon musk is trying to do with texas yes <laughs> that's, it's literally fucking... it's
1: literally that's why i'm like i need to read this fucking book because it's yeah. fucking exactly what elon musk wants to he's fucking trying do to,
0: he's trying to go there and tame the indigenous people that live there and build a <laughs> civilization <laughs> but the land is inhospitable dude
1: um yeah a, yeah, it's pretty it's fucking, fucking guns, amazing that Elon Musk is trying to do things like bring back company towns. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like the company Real store and thinking. all this shit. Yeah, yeah. It worked out great the last time. What do you think are the odds that Elon Musk is even aware that somebody has done this before? Like, like how likely do you think oh. it is that he thinks he's the first person to come up with like the company town?
0: See, I don't know. I could see him... I could see him looking at the Fordlandia, Fordlandia and being like, oh, yeah, that's a great idea. I can do that. That would be epic.
1: Yeah. But I could also see him not knowing. I don't know. 15, On the other 15. hand, because he's a fucking tech bullshit artist, he could also be like, well, you know, th- we're going to do it, but we're going to do it the right way with technology. Yeah. Yeah, um, I
0: mean, I guess like maybe the working conditions at Tesla aren't bad enough for him, for his employees. Yeah, so yeah apparently not. Now they have to fucking live in a town
1: um, where they can fucking fully slave away to this yes, guy. Yes, yes. Yeah, my uh, my older my older sister who uh, works in tech in in Silicon Valley knows uh, some former Tesla employees. <laughs> yeah, so uh, everything you hear is true. Every everything, even the un, unsubstantiated stuff, it's all true. I mean, yeah, is a hard miserable, hard. terrible, shitty place to work. Well, yeah, I mean, look what he's done with Twitter. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and I'm, I'm really wondering. Look how he many... massacred our boy Ronde Santos. <laughs> 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 and there's so there's like so much goofy shit that he's doing with Twitter, where he's like replaced impressions to make those look like their views. So it's like, oh, yeah, 3 million people watch this Tucker Carlson thing. But it's like, no, 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 no. It came across the feed of 3 million people. It was actually 70. 70, excuse me, yes.
0: Yeah. Um yeah, oh god. I don't even want to go down the rabbit hole of discussing Tucker
1: Carlson this week. Yeah, I'm well, not I mean, ready. Probably, I'm trying to
0: ease back into the podcast, you know. Yeah, I no, I gotcha, really... I
1: gotcha. It's just, you know, just take solace in the fact that he's probably gonna get sued by Fox News for uh <laughs> breaching their severance agreement. So Yeah, no, that's that's great. Um so that's fun.
0: Yeah. Um I did I did see some clips of his uh first episode, I guess he called it, of his Twitter show and oof, dude, just Really didn't even dip his toe into the Russian propaganda. I mean, just dove straight in from the high dive immediately. Well, yeah, he knows where the money's coming from. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But anyways, uh, moving on from that. Um, oh, speaking of like Hannibal Lecter and and uh, like racism and shit. Um, yeah, I did. I did watch uh, two movies uh, to briefly discuss two movies worth briefly discussing. Okay, uh, back to back. Very nice double feature. I watched uh, The French Connection, mm-hmm. and I and I watched Manhunter. <laughs> okay. Um, which were uh, strangely similar in a lot of ways, actually. Anyway, so The French Connection, uh, you ever see that?
1: Have you ever seen that movie? Yes. Okay, cool. Not in a very long time, but I have seen mm. The French Connection. Yeah, I was listening to... <laughs> so I watched it. Like French- it's, been, it's been probably like 10 years. So okay, I don't, well, I don't so, really remember a ton about it, but I remember liking it. But.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, it's Gene Hackman's probably most famous role. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the namesake of the popular uh, fast food chain. Um, it's named after Popeye Doyle, not Popeyes, the spinach man. Uh, but, anyways, yeah, Gene Hackman plays this cop named, uh, his nickname is Popeye, and he's got a partner played by Roy Schreider, who's a badass, as always. And they're trying to catch these... Uh, basically trying to bust these heroin dealers that are in town from Italy to uh, to like do a big score. And mm-hmm. um, it's based on a real case, um, and it's based on the real cops that were involved in the case, although they are fictional versions of them. Um, which... I wonder how close they are to the actual cops because uh, these fictionalized versions are not flattering at all. Like Popeye, Popeye Doyle is such a colossal piece of shit.
1: Yeah. Well, they're very much like the, that whole era was sort of all about the anti-hero and yeah, and yeah. that kind of whole thing. And that's and, like, you know, that and, that movie is maybe more than any, any other, like kind of the like peak of that era yeah. of cinema, like for that sort of story. Yeah, I mean it's
0: the one that uh, all the ones after it imitated. Yes, um, it's very gritty. Uh, there's a there's an amazing car chase, legendary, which they uh, did
1: not have permission to film. No, they just did it, uh, <laughs> and they just fucking did it <laughs> on the streets of New York. There's like a lot of real, actual people that they almost kill. <laughs> yeah, um,
0: Freakin' is Freakin' is fucking insane, dude. The yeah, director William Freakin'. And so what I. Bringing this up, I had to look up afterwards to see if Popeye Doyle is supposed to be a hero or if he's supposed to be the villain. Because um, just based on comments I've seen from Freakin before where he like kind of defended the KKK uh, in a weird roundabout way, yeah. um, just saying like, well, look, black people did a lot of crime after the Civil War. And so yeah, we needed a force to you know enforce the law not great my guy but um so anyways i was like is this racist shithead cop like supposed to be the hero like are we supposed to root Mm -hmm. for him is this the hero in Freakin's mind but no thankfully he was intended to be a piece of shit and that was the that was the whole conceit and Freakin was saying that um he had trouble with hackman because hackman was very liberal and uh very against type at the time when he took on this role and he was very hesitant to go as extreme with like the racism of the character and saying slurs and like harassing people of color and Mm -hmm. being so nasty and just so horrible. He was, it it was really hard for him to get into that character. And so him and freaking fought all the time. And uh, I guess a lot of his performance came through just through like, the sheer (laughs) like hatred he started started to develop towards freaking freaking for being harassed by him and everything um and yeah Freakin's notorious for like uh he also in the same interview he told the story about when he was making the exorcist and the the father the guy that plays the father at the end of the movie was a real priest um after um the main, after the main priest, like throws himself out the window, goes down the stairs, a guy that was his friend that goes over to him. That guy was a real priest and he couldn't get a good emotional performance out of him. Mm -hmm. So he kind of like calmly grabbed him by the shoulders and slapped him in the face as hard as he could (laughs) 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 to get him Uh, emotional. (laughs) Jesus Christ. And he's done that a few times (laughs) to
1: many different people. Yeah, I believe that. Um,
0: and just the way he talks about it is no is like so nonchalantly, it's hilarious. But anyways, French Connection was a fucking incredible film. Yeah. Um, I mean, I had known about the car chase and everything before, but seeing the whole film in its entirety and like the lengths that these cops go to to enforce the law, um, with zero sense of irony mm-hmm. <laughs> it was astonishing. Uh, and then Manhunter is um Based on Red Dragon, the first Hannibal Lecter book, and uh, came out before Silence of the Lambs when a different studio had the rights. Lecter is played by Brian Cox, who is very good, but like nowhere near as good as um, Anthony Hopkins. It's like not even in the same league of acting as him. Uh, Well, I mean, you know, when you have one of the greatest performances of all time and then one that's just not one of the greatest performances of all time, it's like such a strange dichotomy. But, uh, yeah, so it's about um, uh, Will Graham, who was the person who caught Hannibal Lecter. Um, He is like a he works for the FBI. I guess he's like some sort of consultant guy. He like goes to the it's weird he's like a detective but he's not i don't i wasn't really clear what his role was but anyways he's retired because basically like it broke his brain to <laughs> fucking deal with hannibal lecter um and then you know his old uh captain comes up and or the director of the fbi or whatever comes up and is like hey yeah we got this case blah blah, blah. and it's this uh, serial killer nicknamed the tooth fairy who um is killing entire families and putting shards of broken mirrors in their eyes and just doing like really horrific shit. And so he comes out of retirement to help them solve the case of the Tooth Fairy. And it's similar to Silence of the Lambs. He has to go back and consult Hannibal Lecter and get advice and all this and confront the demons um, mm-hmm. from that whole trauma. Um, but yeah, it's amazing. It's by um, Michael Mann. Uh, so you know it's fucking stylish as hell. Yes. It looks incredible. Um, it's just such a vibe, dude. It's like, I don't know even how to describe it. It's like just bathed in like so many primary colors, except for, um, there's also these great long scenes of Will, who's like always in all black in these very sterile white environments when he's doing his detective work. And, and then when he's not, when he's at home, it's more colorful and like his house at night is just dark blue all throughout the house. And then they go into this um, film lab where everything's like dark green. And it's just really cool. All the, all the different colors and what they represent and everything. And um, the, I will say the uh, final showdown between him and the tooth fairy uh, is maybe one of the strangest things I've ever seen. Um it's a shootout set to Inagata Devita, which is awesome. Yeah, but the editing is like so jarring that you're almost like, "What the fuck is even happening?" It's just really disorienting, but it's still pretty cool. Um, mm-hmm. For some reason, so the, <laughs> mild spoiler: so the tooth fairy is going to kill this lady, and Will Graham is kind of watching from the bushes because they just found his house and like figured out who he is and everything. So he's kind of hiding it around in the bushes and he's like waiting for backup or whatever. And he decides um, his best course of action to stop the Tooth Fairy is to sprint out of the bushes and jump through the dining room window. <laughs> so <laughs> he just runs full speed and jumps through the window. Willproof. And immediately is fucked up by broken glass. And, and it's just like on the ground. He's like fucked up.
1: <laughs> and then the Tooth
0: Fairy just picks him up and beats the shit out of him. And then he's incapacitated for a while. <laughs> nice. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Still awesome, though. Still so fucking awesome. Great shit. Um, Nowhere near as good as Silence of the Lambs, but, you know, easily better than all those sequels. Yeah. Well, and probably better than Red Dragon. <laughs> yeah, movie. it's a lot better than Red Dragon. Yeah. Although it doesn't – Red Dragon is – better in that it um like del it explains what the red dragon is this one like doesn't really they're just like oh it's like a painting uh the other one it's like this whole it like goes into the psyche of the tooth fairy and like yeah it's like a big
1: it's like a whole motif yeah yeah yeah
0: Yeah. so that's the only thing it does better is it fleshes him out more and this one we don't even see him till um he kills the reporter guy and that's his introduction and it, it is okay. fucking horrifying dude i mean he's tom noonan is like i think way better than ray fines as a tooth fairy he's so creepy um and ray fines is just kind of like doing the ray fines thing
1: yeah yeah
0: which is always good but mm, okay Indeed. it's fine
1: Yeah. Anyways, I watched a few movies recently too, Lee Michael. Oh well, let's hear about them, Robbie. So uh, first up, and we'll just get this one out of the way the fastest. I watched the uh, the Tom Hanks um, Mr. Rogers movie. Oh, okay, nice. Which which is just like a a nice little heartwarming, heartfelt movie. Mm -hmm. Uh, His the performance is like a little bit uncanny, just because like you know if I could you fucking grow up with Mr. Rogers, you know what he looks and sounds like, and Tom Hanks. I mean, like does a good job of like sort of getting the the vibe of Mr. Rogers very well, but it's just like very kind of strange (laughs) to see. It's also not at all what I expected it to be, which was pretty cool. I expected it to like follow Mr. Rogers and he's not the main character of the movie. Oh, that's cool. Um, Yeah. Which is good. I think it would have not really been great if it was only about Mr. Rogers, but it's about this like hard nosed reporter who ends up writing, who's like gets asked to just write this like 400 word fluff piece on uh mr rogers and he doesn't want to do it and he thinks maybe mr rogers is like kind of bullshitting it or like there's some Mm. weird thing underneath or whatever and he's got a bunch of turmoil in his own life and you know things ultimately work out in the end and fred rogers is kind of the catalyst for him to like have personal growth uh it's yeah just a very like sweet heartwarming movie uh some nice cinematography too uh and then i watched the new puss in boots oh which is fantastic it's very very good really fucking good all of the the reviews raving about it were uh definitely all on point i would say it lives up to the hype all right what is this the last wish the last wish there's uh it's a it's an ensemble cast first off which is really great uh everyone in it's really really fucking fantastic it's an interesting uh take on uh goldilocks and the three bears they're all like cockney idiot wannabe (laughs) crime lords it's it's fucking awesome okay it's fucking awesome and mama bear is voiced by olivia coleman so that's always nice oh do you love olivia uh yes the there it does have uh john mulaney in it but Hmm. uh he's not really doing the john mulaney thing that much like there's a little bit of it but it's not too bad he's uh, he's quite good in it as a jumping jack horton uh and yeah, it's just, it's another like very sweet, really really great little movie about, you know, finding the things in life that are worth living for and oh, sort wow. of accepting, Eat- yeah, and sort of uh accepting death as a part of life as well. Is okay, uh shit. Yeah, like I don't know if you know what the movie is about, but the whole idea is no. that Puss in Boots is on his last the last of his 9 lives. Oh. And so he's being uh like chased down by death and he wants to get to this star so that he can wish to have his other lives back Mm. and he feel and he's like it's really great he like feels pressure to like live up to the legend of puss in boots Mm. and like you know forsaking personal relationships and like being selfish but like you know it's a it's a you you pretty much know exactly where the movie's going to go most of the time but it executes on everything really well Mm -hmm. um and yeah the writing's great the action is fucking stunning Hmm. Uh, And it's really awesome, too, to see 3D animation that is actually, like, stylized in an interesting way. Sure. I feel like a lot of, like, the the Funimation, or the uh, Illumination, rather, uh, and a lot of the Disney Pixar stuff, and even a lot of the DreamWorks stuff all kind of look the same. Like, they'll change Mm -hmm. up little character details here and there, but, like, the animation all kind of looks the same. And they found a way to stylize it, like, a really fun, interesting way, too. Um, Yeah. So definitely oh. worth a watch. Wow. And then I uh, also – My praise for Puss and Boots. Yeah, yeah. It was fucking great. I was like floored by how good it was. Um, wow. Did not expect it at all. And then uh, I also finally got around to watching Get Out <laughs> the other day. <laughs> movie's like 10 years old. I know. <laughs> uh, cool, yeah. What do you think? Uh, I mean it's good. It's interesting yeah. to watch it now because – I think with like where the discourse is on racial stuff, like that movie feels kind of like heavy handed and sure. a little, a little blunt, maybe, but then I, it also probably would not have in, It came out in like 2017, I think, or something like that. 2016, 2017, yeah, then in there. 2016, yeah. And so at the time, it definitely would not have. So it's like kind of interesting to watch it now with like, all of the context of like everything that has happened since then. Yeah. Hmm. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Great. yeah good. I've only seen it one time movie. and I, I
0: thought it. I just,
1: uh, you know how I am. Uh, you hate popular <laughs> things.
0: <laughs> no, it's just like, I thought it was good, but it was so fucking acclaimed. And I, I just thought it was like so overrated that it made me dislike it.
1: Yeah, I mean it's I think it kind of suffered and maybe suffer isn't the right word but like we've talked a little bit about like the first black panther and how like just as a movie it's like fine right uh but like it's the cultural context of it is like so much a part of like what the thing is that it's like even kind of hard to judge it just as a movie and I think get out like kind of existed at the time in a in a similar place because I mean it isn't it definitely like is not perfect but it is pretty good Right.
0: I mean, I think
1: that the ideas is, are interesting. Some of the the execution is a little inconsistent. Like some of the humor stuff, like with the the best friend character, I think doesn't land or like feels kind of out of place sometimes. Yeah, that
0: was it. Brian Tyree Henry. He's in that, single, I, He's been in every single ever every single
1: movie ever made since Get Out. <laughs> I mean, like, and his performance is fine. It just feels like out of place in the context yeah, of the the yeah. rest of the movie. And it's also like the ending. I feel like could have been better. Like I, f- I kind of figured, like you know, at the ending of the movie, he's like trying to choke the girl to death, and then kind of stops. I think because he realizes, right. oh, this is kind of what she wants. Or like this is like how so I'm trying to see if that was Brian Tyree Henry or or killers. Not, And get out. Maybe I'm mistaken. Oh, gotcha. No worries. It's all right. I can, I can fucking carry us from here. Uh oh. Uh oh. Uh, it's, it was frozen there for a second, and then the audio went really fast. Uh, oh. But I, th- I think maybe we're good. it fine on my end. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if that was him or not, so maybe not. Um doesn't matter. Yeah. But but in any case, I got like, the ending of the movie in particular. I thought – like, and maybe this is just me enjoying bleak endings for horror movies, but I was like, mm-hmm. how fucking perfect would it be if at the end of the movie he's managed to kill everyone except the girlfriend mm-hmm. who – arguably he would probably want to kill the most because she's the one who did all the manipulating. And right before he can do it, he gets fucking gunned down by the white cop from the beginning of the movie. Like, how fucking right, perfect of yeah. an ending would that be?
0: Yeah, I don't know.
1: That might be, like, too... And maybe maybe now, yeah. that maybe then that ending wouldn't have played. I think, again, like, with all of the context of everything that has happened since that movie has come out, I think maybe it would play a little better better now but that, and that's also not really the kind of movie he was trying to make and like i I get it but right, the ending yeah. in general and like i'm not saying that should have been the ending necessarily but like the way that the movie did end felt like awkward yeah it just kind of wraps up all of a sudden and it's like he's killed five people and
0: and, and i guess
1: gonna, <laughs> yeah he just kind of leaves and the friend like makes like a wise crack yeah or something it, yeah it was very strange Shot very well though. It's a pretty movie. Yeah, it's good. It's like I said, it is a it is a good movie. It's just like I and, and like the concept is good and like yeah the kind of slow reveal of what's happening is good and all and all that shit. Yeah, that's cool. Um.
0: Oh, Robbie, I also, I also watched um, Rob Schneider's The Animal. <laughs> Oh, that's right. I forgot you did that. (laughs) Since we last recorded. Um, Look, I know we use hyperbole a lot. Yes. Um, But I'm going to say this legitimately might have been the worst movie I've ever seen. Okay. With an asterisk, which is that I kind (laughs) of... I kind of loved it because it's so fucking terrible. It's like, it was also just, I mean, it was like offensively bad. It was so fucking horribly bad. Mm-hmm. Um, with the exception of there's this running joke. I don't know the actor's name. Uh, it's the guy that he base he, he plays a character in American history X that like cures Edward Norton's racism by being nice to him. Uh, the guy from the laundry room. Um, I don't know his name, but Um, So obviously it's a black actor and he plays this character in the animal where he, he starts to notice that people treat him differently because he's black, but they're treating him like nicer than they should because they're afraid to like come across as racist, I guess. And so, um, and he's like fed up with it. (laughs) And so he keeps, (laughs) he keeps trying to do more and more extreme things to get in trouble with white people and they just like won't get upset with him. And it was actually really funny. Um, like there's a scene where <laughs> there's a scene where I can't remember where he is. I think he's like in an airport or something and he pulls out a cigarette and the security guards like, Oh, sir, you can't smoke here. And he just looks at him and lights it like while make making eye contact with him. And the security guard just like, okay. And doesn't do anything. <laughs> and he's like, see, that's what I'm talking about. It's bullshit. And I mean it's it's actually pretty funny in the movie, but yeah, it's funny. he's the only thing that made me legitimately laugh, and the rest was just like, I can't believe this is real. Uh there's a scene where uh there's a scene where Rob Schneider tries to seduce a goat. Um Of course there is. There's a scene where he sees a lady with big tits walking towards him.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um and so he starts making like primal animal noises and he fucks a mailbox and like comes in his pants <laughs> <laughs> she had big big milkers when um, did this movie come out um i think like it was 1998 or something no 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 i think it was uh let me look it up right now um i mean there was some like really really 2001 okay. so yeah so i'm gonna st- my Letterbox review is this was the worst thing that happened in 2001. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, it was it was appalling. Um so the premise is he he <laughs> works side. for he's like a um he works in an administrative position in the police force. He like files evidence or something. And um, which I think you have to be a cop to
1: do right. I, I don't know. I mean, yeah, either a cop or like, there's probably some other like tertiary position. Cause the whole thing is he's not, a, he's ahead. not a cop
0: and he's like incapable of passing the test to become one. There's Ooh, this, that's not good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There's this whole scene where, um, he, it's like the Academy tryouts again. And there, they're like remember what happened last year like you got scared and pissed your pants okay and he's like i'm not gonna 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 piss my pants this time and it's just so bad i mean yeah so it of course ends with him falling down the um rock wall or whatever and pissing himself and um he just can't pass the test and he wants to be a cop because his dad was some legendary cop who got killed in the line of duty. I mean, it's like it's like the fucking setup for Inspector Gadget, uh, and so he's in he's like this stupid joke in the police force. He's not even a real cop. he's just employed yeah. there, and his favorite like Chinese restaurant calls the police department because they're being robbed at gunpoint, but all the cops are playing a baseball game against the firemen or something. I don't know. There's no for cops sure. in the entire police force. Oof. They're all playing a baseball game. And so he's the only one in the office because, of course, he's not on the team. And so he answers the dispatch call and decides to go respond to it himself. And he uh, is driving up this mountainside and swerves to avoid a squirrel or something. And he flies off the mountain and gets in this insane car accident. And um, this man – like I also don't know where this – movie takes place. Sometimes I'm thinking it's like Hawaii or an Island. And other times it's like, are they in like the fucking Midwest somewhere? Like I have no clue where it's supposed (laughs) to take place, but this like fucking British, like Panama Jack looking motherfucker, like comes and rescues him and takes him to some secluded jungle hut where he's like a mad scientist doctor Mm -hmm. and he repairs him with like animal organs which then turns him into an animal. So throughout the movie he is having these animal instincts take over. So like he sees two dogs humping and he gets a boner. And like he sees a lady with Great. big tits so he fucks a mailbox and comes <laughs> in his pants. Um, he'll see like another attractive lady and he'll start like howling and barking and like he'll he'll see a uh like a fish and he'll turn into a cat, you know. There's a scene this is the, oh there's a scene where the funniest where he, thing I've ever heard yeah, there's a scene where they're at this party at the mayor's house. Him and um, what's that guy from Scrubs? Like he always plays a douchebag. John John C. McGinley, yeah, plays this this guy who's like the hotshot tough guy cop who's ordered to become his partner. Because so after he gets the animal organs, he becomes like a superhuman, and. Right. Um, he solves a crime by – he's at the airport. I think the same one where the guy was smoking. And um, he sees this guy walk by and he can smell that he has drugs on him because he can – he has a dog's sense of smell now. So he goes and smells his ass and he finds like a brick of heroin he up his Drugs ass. up his butt or whatever. Yeah. yeah. So now he's like a super cop and so he's on the forest but he's on this probationary period so he's partnered up with this guy. They go to the mayor's house and – he causes all these accidents. He sees a cat and he turns into a dog and starts chasing it. And then um, he wrecks the whole party. And then uh, while he's being rep- reprimanded, he can hear the mayor's grandson calling for help. And he's like drowning in a fountain. So <laughs> it's like a fountain in a pond or something. So okay. he turns into a seal and like goes and saves the kid and becomes a hero cop again. Nice. And so the whole movie is just like, what's going on here? He's just becoming an animal. And the doctor's like, you need to come live with me and I can help you like get over your animal urges, blah, blah, blah. And he doesn't want to, cause he has a crush on this vet tech, of course. And, um, so he, the movie th- throughout the movie, there's this thing. It's trying to do the American werewolf in London, th- in London thing where it's like this animal POV, like attacking stuff. And mm-hmm. of course it's him. Like when he becomes an animal yep. at night, but then yep. it does this thing where, it's not him, there's somebody else who's an animal, oh, and then so he's he's framed for killing this farmer's livestock, so he goes on the run, and all the townspeople are hunting him, and we get the p o v again, and now it's like it's setting up like five other characters that could possibly be the savage animal that's killing everyone, like literally out of nowhere, all of a sudden, like his girlfriend's a suspect. His best friend might be the other animal. The doctor might be an animal. There's a scene where he takes off his shoe and he's got like hooves or something for no reason. <laughs> and it turns out he's not the other animal. So I don't know why he has hooves. But anyways, okay. it turns out to be the girlfriend, of course. And then they have like animal sex at the end of the movie. I'm sure that's hilarious. It's just – I mean it's just shocking, dude. I mean the fact that – the just the scene of him talking dirty to a goat and like him and the goat bleeding at each other back and forth and oh him like – like, kissing this goat on the mouth and, like, stroking its ass. I was just like, I can't – I was so uncomfortable, dude. I thought he was literally going <laughs> to fuck this goat.
1: <laughs> My god. Yeah, yeah, that whole era of uh, it was, comedy. It was so, appalling. I mean, I couldn't yeah.
0: believe the shit in the movie. I, I mean, there's other things I'm forgetting. It's just like, wow. They went there and thought it would be funny. And what's <laughs> – the wildest part is that it just makes – like it just makes Rob Schneider look like it's fucking humiliating to watch this guy. I mean, like fuck a mailbox and stuff. I mean, it's like so
1: pathetic
0: that oh, he did man. this shit, dude. It's not God, like
1: they, they tried so hard to make Rob Schneider a thing. It's not some like edgy, brave comedy performance.
0: It's like, wow. Wow rob schneider is humping a mailbox right now <laughs> and he's gonna kiss a goat on the lips later i mean it's, it's gonna fucking going fuck a goat in the ass it's fuck a goat in its <laughs> and it's asshole. gonna be hilarious yeah oh my god it, or you know he's got his face in this guy's ass cheeks just smelling his butthole because yeah, like, the
1: drugs are the butt yeah you get it oh my god
0: oof which is crazy. And that must then, course, have
1: been the easiest era in Hollywood to like be a comedy writer and like get your movie made. I mean, you could do anything. Well, I think he wrote the movie. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. Rob he wrote. Schneider did. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that sounds about right. hmm uh-huh. hmm uh-huh. That's he pro- like he produced it. Yeah. I mean, in fairness, it does sound like the and Rob Schneider w- movie, like the most Rob yeah. Schneider movie of Rob Schneider movies.
0: Yeah, him and him and this guy named Tom Brady wrote it together. They also yeah. wrote The Hot Chick.
1: Um, oh god, The Hot Chick. Which I think is actually pretty funny
0: in like a really seen,
1: really stupid way. Yeah, I haven't seen that movie in a very long time, so I don't remember.
0: <laughs> this I
1: thought it was pretty funny when I was like 14. <laughs> this review on Letterboxd for The Hot Chick says,
0: "Surprisingly not transphobic, but surprisingly racist." <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, then I guess we'll have to watch the hot chick
0: Yeah, I mean, that's, yeah, yeah um, Good stuff, good stuff, yeah I think we should just go through all of Rob Schneider's movies, you know Yeah, fuck it, why not Yeah, all
1: the all the ones where he's a star, at least Not, you know Well, yeah, yeah, we, we don't have to do, like, fucking Well, I guess we could do Judge Dredd But he's really kind of second fiddle in that So I think, yeah, all of his, like, raunchy comedies yeah, you know, no movie where he just shows up and says, you can do it. None <laughs> yeah, of that shit. Well, I don't need to watch Waterboy again. I th- I think I've gotten all I can get out of that movie. Yeah, I don't need to watch it ever again. But, you know, we can, we
0: can watch uh, starting with fucking, uh, starting with Deuce Bigelow and go all the way up to, uh, I don't know. I don't know what else he's done. <laughs> the Benchwarmers. <laughs> That's probably the only movie he did where he didn't, Grown-ups Where he didn't look like a total fucking loser asshole He's like a normal guy in that movie He's like a Vince Vaughn type Vince Vaughn must not have been available
1: Yeah, I guess not Or they they got got Rob Schneider for some reason They wanted someone half the size of a Vince Vaughn type (laughs) So they got Rob Schneider You know, I don't really know anything about the Grown-ups movies But I do know that one of the jokes in one of them Is that Rob Schneider has a hot daughter And so all of his friends want to fuck her (laughs) God, (laughs) Jesus Christ.
0: I I thought you were going to say the thing about the deer that like pees in Adam Sandler's open mouth. (laughs) I didn't know about that. (laughs) It's the only clip I've seen. And it's like a deer gets into their house and and it wakes him up and he starts screaming and the deer just starts pissing directly into his
1: mouth. And he just keeps his mouth open and keeps screaming until his mouth is filled with. Deer Interesting. Year. So that makes two Adam Sandler vehicles with uh, deers pissing and or shitting being a core component <laughs> of the humor in the movie. Maybe it's a whole cinematic universe <laughs> built around like deer shit. Yeah. yeah. So do we think that Eight Crazy Nights is in the same cinematic universe as the fucking uh, parent trap or whatever the fuck? Maybe. Yeah. Oh, God.
0: Yeah, I don't know. We could also just do a whole series of all those fucking um, Happy Madison movies. Those are all fucking... <laughs>
1: yeah. Yeah, I can't wait to see. I don't know if I <laughs> we should go. We should start just like making a list of all of Adam Sandler's various hot wives in those movies. <laughs> oh, he always has the hottest wives for yeah, no it's, reason. Yeah, it's either like Jennifer Aniston. She's in a couple, I think. Uh, or... Who else drew Barrymore, more, more, but she's like, I mean, she's kind of, you know, she's,
0: she's, she's more not like
1: cute supermodel. Yeah. She's more like, she's more like the, the cute sort of girl next door thing. Uh, I she's mean, it's not Salma Penelope Hayek. Cruz or whatever. Is it Selma Hayek or Salma is it Penelope Cruz? I, I don't remember. I don't know. It's some beautiful
0: Spanish woman. Um, <laughs> or fucking what's her name? Uh, Kate Beckinsale or, Fucking. Oh, uh, you Kevin still have Sina Kate Beckinsale.
1: You still
0: <laughs> yeah. Kate Beckinsale, you still need to watch uh tiptoes. Oh god. Yeah. Maybe one day.
1: Oh, we'll That's do it. Like,
0: that movie rules. Yeah. All right. Well, yeah, I think we're officially done now. Um thanks for joining me. Thanks for of listening. If you like this and you want to hear more. Cool.